Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast, where the conversation is about the fresh ministry ideas and innovative approaches. I'm Dennis Weens, your host, and I'm with Sat7 USA. Sat7, of course, is a Middle East broadcast media ministry across the Middle East and North Africa. Today we're talking about the Great Reshuffle, and I have my guest from Singapore joining us, Isaac Johnson. Welcome to the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. You have quite a resume. Uh, you've been a pastor. You've been in business. Uh, you've been uh, in missions, and you got into IT because a lot of your positions in the church and in missions required IT work, and so that kind of brought you into this whole world of uh, IT, and I know I watched a video of yours talking about the great reshuffle, and I was curious about it. So um, let's start with defining what we're talking about. I know there's a lot of uh, resignations in the last couple of years, and out of that has come a reshuffling. So let's talk about uh, what is the great reshuffle. Yeah, well, I mean, as we as we've all experienced, there was there was a pandemic in 2020, and when we specifically talk about churches here uh, and the issue that churches are facing, primarily we're talking about how roughly once churches reopened, roughly 30% of people had not actually returned to their church. So, you know, the average pastor looks out at his congregation, he's going to notice some new faces. He's going to notice that there's a lot of faces that haven't shown back up. And what this really has been is a a reshuffling of their congregations between different churches, or some people have uh, have ceased to attend. Um, so that's that's pr- predominantly what we're talking about these days when it when it's the reshuffle. It, the term has been co opted a bit uh, after the the Great Resignation and, and things like that. So occasionally it does get confused a bit. Uh, but the main issue that most churches are facing is they don't really know who's in their church and who's not in their church because there's a, that 30% that hasn't shown up. And they're not real sure if those people that aren't there, if they've changed churches or if they're uh, just completely disengaged and no longer attending church. And I was reading in one of the articles from MIT, and they were identifying one of the reasons in business for the Great Reshuffle was the culture of the company, the decision-making process, the priorities of management, these are all reasons given for the great reshuffle in the secular world. I'm wondering if some of this doesn't translate over into the church and the church culture and how important that is, especially during the last couple of years of COVID. It, it definitely does. And one thing that we should probably mention here is that everything that happened during the pandemic wasn't necessarily things that were unique to the pandemic. They were things that were already occurring. So it was. it's common for churches to have like a wide, what we would either call the revolving door or a wide open back door. Um, early on in my ministry, we worked. I was I was in a church that uh, grew from 300 people to 8,000 people, and we were constantly dealing with the problem of how do how do we make sure that people don't just kind of slip through the cracks and leave the church as quick as they kind of enter the church. And that's a problem that every church, whether it's 100 people or you know 20,000 people, it's it's always going to have this problem. It's just once you had the pandemic this all dumped gasoline on, on that problem because people, they were able to kind of have a, an existential moment where they were able to stop and say, you know, why do I do the things I do? Why am I going to the church that I'm going to? Um, you know, a lot of people decided, stopped and said, maybe I want to actually be closer to family. I'm, I've, I've been away from family a long time. If you were like an international church that hits you pretty hard. Um, 
but there are a lot of people that actually are disengaged from the church. They didn't realize it. And then all of a sudden, everybody's, all these churches in your area were online and showing live streams and things. So you could very easily visit these other churches virtually. And mm-hmm. so that, that was a, a, a big catalyst to kind of accelerate that, that trend of the, the revolving door. Right. And I noticed that while people are reshuffling, uh, I know a Barner research shows that 42% of pastors have considered leaving the pastorate during the last few years. So not only is there a reshuffling amongst the people in the church, but even amongst the pastor and staff, there seems to be an indication that there's some reshuffling going on as well. So what uh, can the church do in the midst of all this reshuffling? Well, probably one of the one of the most telling things is we know that only 4% of millennials were actually contacted by a pastor in 2020 uh, during the height of the pandemic. And that's indicative of, of, the, of both the problem and what the solution is. And the solution is we need to recognize first, attendance is just not sufficient uh, within a church, that really it's engagement that leads to attendance. So if you've got engagement, if you've got that discipleship and discipleship pathway, these are the things that actually keep people in the church, keep them engaged. Uh, and you know, one statistic is that people are five times more likely to engage at a church with a discipleship pathway. You know, whether that's a simple saddleback 101, 201, 301, 401, or yeah, maybe maybe you're just straight following a small groups model or things like that. Um, five times more likely to have people that are engaged, and that means that they're likely to attend and stay attending. Uh, so definitely not counting attendance as your primary metric for how well your church is or how healthy it is. We have to move away from that uh, to solve this this issue. So during the last couple of years, uh, a lot of churches started streaming, doing digital, but it seems like now there's a quest to bring everybody, everybody back to the more traditional model. It's almost like a lot of them are forgetting that there was virtual and digital. And yet it seems they're leaving a lot of people out there because they haven't come back to the traditional service. What are your thoughts on that? There's been a lot of debate uh, amongst the the online pastors and you know technology pastors, things like that, and whether or not we should go, do fully online, whether we should do hybrid, whether we should do what they call fidgetal, uh, which is fully physical, fully digital. Uh, it's a bit of a confusing term, but it's becoming very popular now and you'll, you'll probably hear it. Um, whether Whether... You're, you're going to have to keep some sort of online presence because, again, having that engagement uh, is what's going to lead to people being involved in your church. And it's important to remember, you know, the, the gospel doesn't really change. You know, when Jesus left, he didn't say, hey, go out and make tr- make people that will attend church. He said, hey, go out and make disciples. And so that's, that's the focus. And so when it comes to an online strategy, uh, the main thing that I would say is keep that in mind. It, that you're wanting to do a, whatever you do online, it needs to be something that supports people 24 seven to in their discipleship pathway and journey. Cause again, those, those people that have where there's a purposeful journey, it's going to, they're five times more likely to be engaged with your church. They're much more likely to stay at your church as a result of that. Um, and they're going to, of course, make disciples themselves. And that's really what you're looking for from a, from a healthy church. And those are the churches that did, that came out of the, the uh, great reshuffle kind of on top. 
where they ha- actually saw growth. Very good. And if you're listening and your church has a good model that's uh, adapting and growing, uh, let us know. Leave us some comments. And if you know somebody that might enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss the weekly fresh ministry idea and innovative approach. And I thank uh, Isaac for joining us. Uh, we've talked a lot about the problem and the channel challenges. Uh, Isaac, you have some resources. Uh, you've got a, a, a consulting company come alongside churches, ministries. Uh, what are some of those uh, resources you offer? Well, I, I uh, write a lot of articles and do a lot of videos on the issues of uh, doing digital ministry and managing the technology platforms within your church. And people are welcome to go and, and read those and use those in their church. Uh, you can access them all at my website, which is uh, geekout, G-E-E-K-O-U-T dot B-I-Z, geekout.biz. I know you and I met on LinkedIn, and you're active on LinkedIn as well. So if you have a LinkedIn account or you haven't joined LinkedIn, uh, join LinkedIn and look up Isaac Johnson. Also look up uh, Dennis Weens and look up our ministries. Appreciate you checking us out on uh, LinkedIn and our ministry websites as well. Your work there in Singapore, um, tell us a little bit about that uh, cross-cultural experience that you're having living over there. Well, um, you know, it's... uh most people kind of think of me, well, when they first see me, they're, they're not, they're a bit surprised, but, uh, cause they, they think, well, this is, you know, just another one of the white guys, but, um, what they don't realize is I've been married to a Singaporean since 2008 and I speak Chinese and I, because of my background, I, I immerse myself quite a bit in, in the local culture. And so I can speak the local slang and things like that. And before you know it, people are always surprised because they see me uh, hanging out with like local church staff and they, they're just always really surprised to see that. Very good. I grew up in Africa, sub-Saharan Africa, learned the language as a kid, then went back and worked. So I can speak in the, the local language, use their idiomatic expressions, uh, give their proverbs and it's very, it's fun and it's exciting. So again, that cross-cultural lifestyle, it's great. Encourage you to go cross-cultural and experience that firsthand. So, Isaac, thanks again for joining the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. This is an interesting aspect that probably all of our churches are going through, reshuffling. Uh, Not only those of us that sit in the pew, but also those on staff. Uh, There's a lot of shuffling on multiple levels. And uh, just encourage people, don't don't forget about your church. Engage with your church, whether it's virtual or in person. And get involved and uh, invite your friends to get involved again. So, Isaac, thank you for joining the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. My pleasure. In our changing world, there are more ways than ever to do ministry. SAT7, as a broadcast media ministry, is changing how ministry is done. Through innovative approaches, collaborative efforts, broadcast satellite television, web streaming, and social media, SAT7 is making a difference. Visit SAT7 online today at sat7usa.org to learn ways you can be a part of this kingdom work. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please share it with your friends. If you know of an unconventional ministry approach, please introduce us. We'd like to have them on as guests. Thank you again for joining this episode of the Unconventional Ministry Podcast. Mm-hmm.